Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, Rifters. This is Rifts and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast, where we go through the many 5e books and talk about various rules and haunt your gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riftwake. And I'm Remy, a player on Riftwake and a Dungeon Master myself. And today we're here to talk to you about Awaken. Awaken is... A 5th level spell in 5th edition, Dungeons & Dragons, that is rather odd in the potential implications of the sheer existence of such a spell. So we're going to talk a lot about that momentarily, but first let me go through what the spell itself actually is. Uh, So like I said a second ago, it is a 5th level spell. It is only available to bards and druids. So both of them being full spellcasters means that a mid-level party will potentially have access to this, as well as meaning there should be a couple of individuals out there in the world that may have access to it. So it is an eight-hour casting time for this spell, a transmutation category, and it does have a material component cost of a thousand gold value agate. So I guess that's some kind of gem. I don't know gemology super great. Quartz is primary. Okay, yes, gemmy thing. So the spell description. After spending the casting time tracing magical pathways within a pres- uh, within a precious gemstone. Oh, I guess I could have just read that first. Uh, you touch a huge or smaller beast or plant. The target must have either no intelligence score or a score of three or less. The target gains an intelligence of ten. The target also gains the ability to speak one language you know. If the target is a plant, it gains the ability to move its limbs, roots, vines, creepers, and so forth, and gains senses similar to a human's. Your GM chooses statistics appropriate for the awakened plant, such as the statistics for the awakened shrub or the awakened tree. The awakened beast or plant is charmed by you for 30 days, 
or until you or your companions do anything harmful to it. When the charm condition ends, the awakened creature chooses whether to remain friendly to you based on how you treated it while it was charmed. So Nathan, do you notice some interesting implications to those descriptions in the spell? All I noticed is that it doesn't like you if you're mean to it. <laughs> well, that is true, and that is important. There's one thing here that, if fully thought on, is insane to me, which is... The so fact what that they Awaken stay does, Well, that is also important, but just what Awaken actually means. So what this does is it grants sentience to a beast or plant. and. It specifically does mention that it has to have an intelligence of three or less, and then it gains an intelligence of ten. So that actually tells us some very interesting things about how the numbers in D&D can actually be interpreted, which is that sentience can start as soon as you go four or higher, and that three or less is animal intelligence, and then going above is more. And to the point where with this spell granting an automatic intelligence of 10, 10 being human average, as we talked about during character creation way back in the day. So this automatically grants a beast or plant human average intelligence, which is weird and awesome and nuts if you actually think about what this means. So it also grants the ability to the creature to speak a language, which is also just very interesting because this is a magical effect. So it does not matter if it has, you know, no vocal cords to be able to approximate human speech. It just can cause magic. But wait, um this yes. I'm I'm looking through like a couple of examples right now I'm looking at a direwolf <laughs> and you're right it, it, its intelligence is a tree yeah so looking through all so many of the beasts most of them are going to be three or less there are a couple of interesting exceptions of creatures that would not be eligible so for example if I remember right the flying monkey has <laughs> intelligence a little bit too high to awaken to full sentience, which is a kind of odd limitation. It's not just a creature with less than 10 intelligence gets a 10. The fact that it only is a fully non-sentient creature can be brought to full sentience, which implies that a creature of four sentience and higher is already sentient, which makes this spell not work on it. So just a kind of fun thought, technically speaking, like an argument could be made that that means that any creature with a four or higher intelligence in theory would be sentient, which is neat. So then that means then if you did somehow get a monkey to attune to an item like a headband of intellect that just makes an intelligence score of 19, would you then just have like super smart monkey? Because by rules as written, as far as I can tell, the answer to that would be yes. If you were to put it on a mannequin or something like that, would it work in the same way as it would for the monkey? So the headband of intellect? No, because that is an item that requires attunement. So in theory, you need to have at least some amount of sentient will to be able to do that. So it's debatable whether you could even get a monkey to do it. 
but that's just a more fun thought to assume that somehow you manage it and just have just a super smart monkey. Or, hey, maybe you just play in you know, a higher magic world where you have a magic item that does not require attunement. So maybe it's just like a more expensive version of such an item that does not require the attunement. Then you could just put it on something's head and have it be sentient, which would be strange. Anyway, but back to actual thoughts on Awaken. So a mannequin, though, would not be eligible because the spell Awaken is explicitly for beasts or plants. So an argument could be made that maybe if you had just like a plant, like a bonsai that over, I don't know, let's just say an elf is growing a bonsai over a couple hundred years into the vague shape of a person and then you cast Awaken on it, that would probably work. But just like a, you know, modern day plastic mannequin, no, because it's not a beast or plant. However, there is one very important distinction to the spell that is not written out, but is also not excluded either. There is no limitation on challenge rating in this spell. Even a ninth level spell like True Polymorph does say that you can only like create a creature up to CR9. This does not say that. So technically speaking, any beast or plant that is huge or smaller can be granted sentience. So can you see a couple of fun ways that this spell could be used? So, hmm, not no, like I I don't see anything outside of like what the spell says. So. All right, so. By fun uses, I don't necessarily mean creative ones. I just mean useful, fun ways that this could be used in a D&D world. So the one that immediately does come to mind for me would be for either pets or animal companions. So in pretty much every Disney movie ever, the animals are way, way smarter than uh, animals typically are. If you look at, you know, Aladdin's pet monkey, Abu, if you look at the horse entangled, the animals in those movies just are much, much smarter. So this spell would give a way to just do those kinds of shenanigans, to have, you know, like a little pet that is able to do the smart things, because a lot of the time, like, people love pets, and they love just cute animals in general. So this spell gives a way to actually have an animal that isn't a liability in the party. They may not be the most useful thing mechanically, like they may be, like if you have, you know, a sentient pet cat, for example, it's not going to help you in combat, but it's a cute, fun thing. How how intelligent does does Awaken do again? 10. So a 10 intelligence, so human average. There's no mention of alignment in this spell, which is actually kind of neat. So it does mean then that the... Casting of the spell does charm the creature for 30 days or until, you know, you heard it. But there is absolutely nothing about alignment, which is also just kind of neat. So that allows either you, know, you as the DM to decide how the creature would really behave to decide, like, you know, maybe a wolf that grants sentience just may understand like the language and may be able to be talked to. But if you suddenly grant a wolf sentience, that doesn't mean that it'll suddenly understand, well, wait, why can't I eat that thing? I'm hungry. That's a person. So I'm hungry. There's nothing that it suddenly understands morality. There's nothing about extra knowledge that the creature gets. 
So how you choose to play that as a dungeon master or as a character who, you know, is doing this spell is actually pretty open ended. And again, I love things that are open ended like this because it just means that you can be creative and have fun with it, which could be pretty neat. But there is one rather significant limitation to doing this spell often, which is, of course, a thousand fucking gold to cast the spell every time. Not to mention the fact that it does have an eight hour casting time is not ideal. But there do exist two separate, rather interesting exceptions, which is always neat. There exists an, a common magic item called the Pot of Awakening, which is a 10-pound clay pot that if you plant a shrub in it, then for 30 days after it is planted, it becomes an awakened shrub, which does break the pot after the fact, so it is a single-use item. What is also interesting is that the Pot of Awakening makes the awakened shrub friendly to you permanently, and absent commands from you does nothing. So there is a very, very brief description in the Dungeon Master's Guide that magic items do grant some exceptions to the normal way a spell could typically be, because this would then become a magical effect and not an actual casting of the spell. So a common magic item, in theory, according to the rules in Xanathar's Guide at least, takes 50 gold as a uh, you know, component cost to make the thing, as well as one work week. But because it's a magic item, it has different rules. So there is no thousand gold cost, but takes 30 days instead of eight hours for the effect to commence. 30 days is a long time. 30 days is a long time, especially if you consider like in D&D with characters always on the move. There's just some kind of fun thought to me at least about that so that would mean then if you did want to have just like a pet awakened shrub which is you know not the most useful thing i mean it's a challenge rating zero creature it's not exactly a tough fighter or helpful thing however it's the implication that is of interest to me so if you could have a pot of awakening why couldn't you have a collar of awakening, for example? And to create a similar type of magic item that over the course of, say, you know, that same 30 days just grants a creature to sentience. So, okay, let's use the Riftwake example. Natessa is a dire wolf that was somehow successfully tamed by the party, uh, thanks to a crit on animal handling, if I remember correctly, but is still very much a wild animal. And we are extraordinarily lucky that we've just managed to keep it well-fed enough to not go on a wild rampage eating things. But if, for example, we were to you know, make or get access to a collar of awakening, then that would mean then that we could then actually have discussions with such a creature to hopefully have like interactions with, you know, an animal and her caretaker that is much less abusive than the one that we see between the uh, horse and uh, Gora Frumnaheim. But the point being, I love looking at every magic item that exists in the game and extrapolating from its existence to think about the magic involved instead of just that someone has made the item. I treat every single magic item in any book, anywhere, as a template. 
So if you just look at something like the pot of awakening to extrapolate out that could there be a color of awakening? So another just fun aspect of, you know, such an item like that, let's say that you do have just a pet. If you just have like a normal, just cute cat that, you know, is just owned by a nobleman, then if you have the cat grand sentience buy such an item, then all of a sudden that could just be like a kind of flavor thing in the world that, hey, wait a minute. So if you can have pets that are sentient, then even if you don't have a magic user who can, you know, cast the fine familiar spell, you could still have, you know, loyal pets who are sentient. So then it just could lead to that just building kind of paranoia in a place. You know, is that, you know, bird in the rafters? a sentient raven spying on you? Is that spider on the wall? You know, also just sentient. Is that, or, you know, the same could also be said for druids as well, but the sheer existence of so much potential for sentient animals really does change just the entire espionage industry. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I do have to say that having so many um, chances, opportunities of sentient animals and such is a bit uncomfortable because imagine, right, like normally you'd just be walking around the house, not, perhaps you just got done with a shower and there's no one else at home and then you're just done with it and then you're like walking out and it's like, fuck. <laughs> and then the cat looks up and he's like, I don't want to see that, please. Serious? Do you Go always away. have to bring it back to magical perversion every single time? Exactly. Every time. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Like, there's also little doubt that that would be a possibility. Like, well, all right, fuck it. I'll just lean into it. Something that is worth considering. Like, it is unfortunate but true, but bestiality is a thing that exists in the world and one of the big issues with that is lack of consent the fact that an animal lacks sentience to consent so if you have an awakened animal by most definitions of the word that is a fully sentient sapient creature so what would be the morality in that case not for us to decide <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather not think of it, but with the existence of Awaken, it should at least be brought up. Uh, although that does lead me to just another question to do the even bigger picture view. So Awaken grants sentience, but does it grant a soul? Like, personally... If we are going, it depends on the world. So first off, this is under the assumption that your world uses souls. Secondly, it's True. under the assumption that the animals themselves don't already have souls. Also true. So in which case, if the animals don't have souls and they gain sentience, wouldn't it be fun if they acted entirely normally? They acted like people the way that people typically do. They talk perfectly fine, but then the funny thing is that 
deep within your hearts, everyone knows that it's just it's just magic making brainless things play pretend. Yeah, and the whole idea of sentience and souls is just one that is of interest to me because it is actually somewhat debated in terms of warforged, which are a construct race. And part of the description is like there is a, a philosophical debate. Do Warforged have souls because of the fact that they are constructs? So the fact that Awaken does grant sentience to a creature would include them into that same argument. And that is definitely something that I feel could just be interesting to debate about. So again, thinking of you know the outside-in point of view then, a sentient creature is sentient it alive it can just make all kinds of decisions that a normal person would be able to so could you then decide okay could i have such a creature start like if it's working with the party would an awakened creature be able to get levels could they start training in something or studying magic or whatever i mean they would have a talent 10 intelligence so that wouldn't be great but in theory, I don't see why not. So if you did want to just actually just do something weird, if you wanted to just have an entire campaign of there was a mad wizard who just cast, you know, lots of experimentation in the awakened spell and your entire party is just a group of awakened, you know, creatures that are that have just escaped and then you can just have like a party of sentient animals in a world where that is not normal and just how would such creatures interact with a normal D world around them that could be an entire campaign that would be pretty neat on the other hand technically you could also just have that be you know a single character concept if some just person in a party just like i want to play <laughs> a dire wolf rogue Technically speaking, I wouldn't see anything wrong with that in terms of rules. But I would see a lot wrong with it that. It would be hard. <laughs> well, go, well, go on. Let's have the debate. Why not? Okay, guys, we we are going down the ladder. Okay, let's begin. <laughs> hey, hey, come down. I, I can't. I'm, I'm a wolf. You you can try. Come on, you're, you're intelligent. Okay, I'll try. Mm. Okay, and then. Next thing you know, he, he makes an extremely difficult dexterity check, fills, <laughs> and then falls straight down and dies. <laughs> yeah, ladders would be problematic. You're not wrong there. But, okay, to play devil's advocate, though, I mean, I would think that a person who wanted to play such a character would be aware of that. And that's kind of the idea of how would you navigate in such a situation? Would you, you know, have the party carry like a special made ladder that has like hooks that their paws could wrap around a little more easily, even though they don't have thumbs. And then you just have like one person on the party. Just, <laughs> Why do you always carry a ladder around? Just in case you never know when you might need the ladder. And just like to make a plot point of like, how does the party navigate the issues of having a creature without thumbs? Because that's actually that pretty fun. Be, right? Like that's the idea. And it just inspires outside the box thinking to have something so non-standard in the party. Or you could even have it be like maybe the long-term goal 
of <laughs> of the wolf. Like, what would happen if the wolf gets bit by a werewolf? Oh, that's weird. <laughs> would they would they become a were person? Would they become no no a wolf? I'm thinking where they just like just turn into the hybrid form. Like, what would like happen? It's hard to say, but but. It's most likely just going to be a case where either it doesn't affect them simply by the fact that you can do that. Oh, it, genetics, blah. But if you really want to go with it, what I would say is either the wolf is now able to become a person, or the wolf can become a bigger wolf, which is cool. <laughs> maybe. Like, maybe that's the secret origin of where dire wolves come from. If a wolf gets bitten by a werewolf, then that becomes a dire wolf. I, I do have to the say, point but, being, it um, there are certain things that Awaken does give us, which um, imagine if this went on for a while and uh, it slowly became more prevalent, right? And more and more mm -hmm. animals became awakened and such. You would have societies that would start to account for these uh, animals and then there would be social sorts of, sorts of things where people start to ask questions like, should we give them equal rights? And they are intelligent. We probably should treat them in certain ways uh and then you can talk about but they are built differently so how do we cater to that and there's all sorts of different questions that can be brought up simply by looking at the very social issues that we do have in the real world and on the subject of it becoming more prominent that will lead us to the second magic item that is relevant to awaken there exists a rare magic item called Staff of the Woodlands that is debatably one of the most overpowered rare items in the game. It does have the limitation that only a druid can attune to this item, which does massively limit who could use such a thing. However, even with that, it is insane the sheer amount of things that it gives you. So first off, it just is a plus two quarterstaff, which you know, again, for a rare magic item, real good. It also gives a plus two bonus to spell attack rolls if you're attuned to it, which also great. But in addition to that, it's an item that has 10 charges that can be used to fuel spells. Now, Awaken is one of the spells on this list that only requires five of the 10 charges. So how familiar are you with the very fiddly details of using a magic item to cast a spell. Absolutely nothing. I don't know shit. All right. So this is one of those tiny, tiny fiddly details in the game that a lot of people just don't know because it's just so small a rule. So go into chapter seven in the Dungeon Master's Guide, talking about treasure, uh, page 141 specifically. Some magic items allow the user to cast a spell from the item. Uh, a spell's cast at the lowest possible level doesn't expend any of the user's spell slots and requires no components unless the item's description says otherwise. The spell uses its normal casting time, range, and duration, and the user of the item must concentrate if the spell requires concentration. Blah, blah, blah. There's more there, but that doesn't matter as much. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Where was it? There's one more important detail here in this page. Uh, ah, certain items make exceptions to these rules, changing the casting time, duration, or other parts of a spell. So the two important lines there. Requires no components 
and can make exceptions to the rules. So, Awaken normally requires eight hours to cast. However, the Staff of the Woodlands explicitly says you can use an action to expend one or more of the staff's charges to cast one of the following spells from it. Casting Awaken from the Staff of the Woodlands is done as a single action instead of the eight-hour casting time. And because of that other sentence I mentioned, requires no components. So that word components refers to verbal, somatic, or material components. So not only do you not need to actually say or wave around the actual staff to cast it, you don't need that 1,000 gold agate to cast it. So as an action with no material component, the Staff of the Woodlands allows casting of Awaken using five of the ten charges. So while it's true that technically you might be able to do it twice a day, then you do have that risk of fifth edition magic items. Like if you drain an item completely, it might become non-magical. So safely, you could say one a day. Every single day. A druid with a staff of the woodlands can cast awaken as an action with no component cost. So, so Remy, I've I've a little question. Mm-hmm. So you say you have this growing population of awakened animals. So what happens <laughs> if, for example, so so for this awakened animal, uh, is it technically bestiality if it chose to <laughs> mate with another of its own species that wasn't awakened? See, that is a debate that I don't want to get into. There's to me a more interesting debate that is related to it, however. Yes. What happens to its children? Yes, exactly. Are its children sentient or not? Or is the sentience, you know, considered something that may or may not be inheritable? So So is it possible then that some might be? So that just depends somewhat on just your world to decide just is awakened just magic based is it soul based is that something that matters in terms of inheritance and is it something where the creature would find to make the idea of mating with a non-sentient thing that still may look like them but be different in that intangible way it it's debatable. Like it's the kind of thing. Oh where... shit! Can can you imagine being the only intelligent, for example, human ever? That'd be just very lonely, actually. Yeah. Like imagine if you did just have a wolf that is has awakened cast on them, and it finds like the scent of like their family. If you know through the sake of traveling with the party, and then they go to them, and it realizes it is not like them anymore. It is different in a way that it has trouble understanding. And that's part of what makes Awaken so interesting a spell to me. It raises existential questions about life. And to explore that through this spell can just be such an interesting thing that I just want to make that spell more known to the world so that dungeon masters and players alike who might get access to it can make use of it in their world and game. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Riffs and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. So, so support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Tier stars lowers a dollar and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to the Patreon Discord, where we will chat with the cast, and even a shout-out on the show. Find us on social media on Twitter at Riffwake Podcast, on Facebook as Riffwake, and on Reddit on the subreddit r slash Podcast. And now send us an email, riffsandrules at gmail.com. That's riffs and rules at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.